set of information I, I chose for this topic today. You had him, uh, heard him on RBN on my broadcast, and actually recently on RBN, but he's been in radio for quite a long time, uh, going back, whoa, uh, for quite a many networks, uh, for that matter. We have none other than Mr. Michael Sledge here today, folks. Mike, thanks for being here, and happy solstice, brother. Happy solstice to you guys, and uh, am I coming through okay? Do I sound all right? Yeah. Yes, Sounds good. Sounds good already. I love it. <laughs> and 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 I mean, yeah, it, it's uh, you know, it's certainly a topic that 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 you can appreciate. I know, Mike, but I mean, you've been you've been aware about you know, yeah, basically the Western religions, which which aren't Abrahamic for some reason, are yeah. are just completely. Uh, demonized and a threat, it seems, uh, the extent to which they're excluded from any mention or recognition whatsoever. So, yeah, this winter solstice, uh, I definitely uh, thought you would have an interesting set of insights. And even looking at the whole timeline, I mean, the sun worship uh, thing, here's what I have to say on it, okay? For me, sun worship can be interpreted in a great variety of ways, okay? But I Listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour one of the broadcast here on this Thursday, the 18th of January, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. And I have with me a very esteemed a guest, analyst, and researcher from the uh, RBN host alumni, uh, no less. We have the host of the Saturday Snack Shack uh, here with us, folks. And that's 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central every Saturday. Frederick C. Blackburn. Welcome, Blackburn. Back to the show. Greetings, good sir. Good to be with you. Happy Thursday from the snowy mountains of Blackjack Mountain, North Kakalaki. <laughs> Happy Thursday, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're getting some s- snow there, but uh, like, what, what's the coldest it usually gets in, in your neck of the woods? 
Uh, the coldest I've ever seen since I've been on blackjack is 17 below zero with uh, 60 mile an hour winds. That was a good time. <laughs> we were without power for 10 days during an ice storm. That was, you know, good times, right? But we're not going to have anything like that this week. It's only going to get down to about four degrees tomorrow, if I'm understanding right. And I think it's supposed to snow all night and freeze and rain all night. So it should be nice and slippery in the morning. Well, yeah, no, definitely uh, keep warm and situated. And, uh, yeah, that goes for everywhere. Uh, The RBN listeners in uh, the U.S. and and Canada. I heard uh, James in Vancouver telling me about the – yeah, the weather and temperatures there are pretty, pretty, pretty chilly and uh, formidable. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's amazing how much um, human, uh, the ultimate predator, has, has managed to colonize the uh, climates the globe over. You know, regardless. Yes, I, you know, definitely a force multiplier in our favor because you can just see all the. Uh, invaders of color fleeing after their first winter up here. (laughs) That cold weather is crazy. Uh, We're going back to Mexico. We're going back to India. We're going back to wherever, but not Watauga County, North Kakalaki is too cold. So it works to our, but of course they just bring in another batch right behind them, but it's fun to watch them all flee after that first good winter storm, and they're just out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And, uh, you know, I didn't really touch on this much. It came across, uh, what, about a week ago, you know, this article about the, uh, well, order for these, uh, well, I mean, the structure, the synagogue with these tunnels, not being uh, structurally sound, as as, as far as uh, they're saying, it needs to be vacated. And you know, I mean, the integrity. I heard there's four different uh, neighboring buildings that it connects to. Did you hear that? Yes, yeah, so that was one of the things. Is you know, digging tunnels under streets. You know, it's. You know, not a real clever idea. So apparently when they were in their Chabad Lubavitch training classes, they really didn't study statics and dynamics and structural engineering and things like that. And definitely the uh, invaders of colors that they subcontracted out, apparently, that's the best thing is you find out that they didn't actually dig the tunnels. They actually got some illegals to dig it for them. And they it just wasn't up to code, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just shared this a little earlier with you. You know, I never even checked out the whole um, included ABC video, uh, which allegedly explains a detailed explanation of why, of what and why the tunneling uh, was done uh, for. So, I mean, what is their official, you know, corporate media approved story on that? It keeps changing. Every time they throw one, you know, was it raise it on the flagpole and we shoot it down, then they try something else. They tried to say it was, you know, because they were just such devout chicken swingers that during the COVID shutdowns, they dug the tunnel so they could go and worship like good little chicken swingers, right? Well, the timelines don't match up with that, so they had to pitch that out. The latest was from, I think, the, the Post, where the woman came right 
got out and said, "Oh, you know, there weren't any mattresses and no uh, care, you know, uh, high chairs at all." So all that stuff you saw them pulling out with your own eyes, that didn't happen, right? And uh, so then they're back to uh, there were expanding uh, their space that they just needed to expand, you know, because it was so you know overgrown their space. So that was interesting that you know every time I want to add an addition i always think well we'll just dig a tunnel right that'll give us another you know space maybe put in a rec room or you know a little you know cafe coffee lounge ping pong table you know we'll just dig a you know to under the street right so it's just insane watching the pill pool logic you know it's just that you know the thing about this mindset is just keep coming up with a story until your audience just gets fatigued with you and says fine whatever right and that's how they bear you down with hot spun pill pull is just keep throwing bs to you until you give up and always Love the line from uh, Schultz and Nietzsche talking about how the Bolsheviks, Bolsheviks behaved once they got into power and Russia became in the Soviet Union. He says, we know they are lying. They know they are lying. They know we know they are lying. We know they know we know they are lying, but they are still lying. <laughs> you know, and this is just it. These people just think that, you know, whatever they say is the truth. And it's, you know, if you don't believe them, then you're an anti-Semite and you have to be destroyed. A good little goyim just believe anything that they tell them. <laughs> when I first heard about this, my first thought was, are they going to somehow have this linked to what's going on in Gaza? Uh, or, you know, at the very least say, oh, you know, this is for a, a quick escape uh, from all of the uh, – Iran-backed domestic terrorism in the U.S. and anti-Semitism. Uh, <laughs> right, we need a safe place, you know, where we have to run in case there's Hamas terrorists or something. Or, you know, I was just waiting for him to say that they were actually Hamas tunnels, and that's just how devious and diabolical Hamas is, that they could, you know, dig under the, you know, Habad Lubavitch headquarters at 770, <laughs> and not anybody know that they were doing it. They're more diabolical than Hitler, right? That they could get away with it. But, you know, it's yeah. just insane. They should have run with that story. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is so ironic. I mean, because right when we're hearing about all these tunnels of Hamas, allegedly why they have to take out. Uh, uh, what did I hear the uh, the current death toll is? Was it like 20? 3,000 civilians in Gaza or something like that? Easily in those numbers, yeah. And those are probably very conservative. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, just interesting timing for Israeli, well, Jewish tunnels <laughs> to pop up uh, when we're hearing about these Hamas tunnels over there. And, ah, well, I, I don't know, is there is there anything else uh, that you feel is worth Reporting on updates on, um, you know, our current state of affairs. And, I mean, well, we have all of these uh, war zones now. I mean, I've heard people uh, in reference to the Red Sea developing situation, uh, you know, talk about this as World War Three already. I mean, would you quite put it in such terms? Well, 
You know, I always look at this from a game theory perspective, and once you realize the slime mold that we're up against, you know, we've been in a world war since probably around 1666 when Zabotai Zevi declared war on all the white European Christians and declared himself uh, the Jewish Messiah. And all the little cells around the world just started, you know, uh, waging all of this fourth, fifth generation warfare uh, against us in these very diabolical means. And so, you know, uh, I've, you know, I say we're at world war as far as the kinetic aspect is, you know, they are trying so hard to get the Odin Yenin plan back on track. And for the newbies who don't know what the Odin Yenin plan was, in the 1980s, this guy who's total you know, Zionist, Jewish supremacist, uh, came up with a plan of you know, a new strategy for Israel in the 1980s. And this was adopted by the neocons, the PNAC group, Project for a New American Century, people like Douglas Fyth, uh, Richard Pearl, Wolf, Paul Wolfowitz, and these guys, and they were all you know disciples of Leo Strauss, who was the big guy about the ends justify the means, the noble lie is your most powerful weapon, this kind of stuff. And these were the architects of 9-11 that said, we're going to basically balkanize all the functioning nations, all the Arab nations. We're going to take out the seven main ones in five years and leave them as just, you know, balkanized warring factions, leaving Israel as the sole superpower. And we're going to start with Iraq and end with Iran, right? And all the other ones in between. And, yeah, they were have been trying desperately. And they were going to kick that off with the new Pearl Harbor of 9-11, right? How convenient. And, you know, so Iran has always been the biggest uh, threat to Jewish or Israeli hegemony in the Middle East. That you know, if we can take out Iran, then we will be the sole superpower, right? And so it's just fascinating and terrifying to watch all the mockingbird media channels just constantly, you know, talking about how Iran's back this, Iran's doing this, and Iran's the biggest exporter of terrorism in the whole world, and Israel is our number one pal, and Israel never does anything wrong. They're always perfect, right? And so you just see this push to really, you know, go ahead and take out Iran. And at this point, you know, what is, you know, Bibi Netanyahu, you know, what is his choice other than, you know, going out full war because you know uh his opposition party i saw today were there you know trying to get a motion of no confidence to have him removed from office and as soon as he's removed from office, he's going to prison he and his wife are going to prison right because they were almost on the way to prison when all this started right you kind of see why suddenly you had october 7th right because bb was getting ready to go to jail and suddenly you have this terror event which says, oh, well, you can't you know, put me in prison now because I'm your King David going to lead you to victory against evil Hamas, which is what you know, the Israeli Mossad set up to you know, basically uh, undermine the Palestinian Authority, right? So, well, also, yeah. I mean, the, the, the government yeah. had a lot of factionalizing among the, uh, the citizens, right? I mean, it was just, they were saying it was falling apart as far as the uh, support. Oh yeah, we've been yeah. We, well, you and I, you know, for months have been talking about 
you know, Israel's getting ready to go to full civil war here. They are a completely divided nation. And suddenly you've got this terror event that, you know, momentarily united the country. But, you know, that only lasts for so long. And, you know, this is what happens when you put six million chicken swingers in one area. They realize that they really are insufferable and they can't even get along with each other, right? So, <laughs> you know, it's insanity at its best. Uh, but, yeah, you can just see that you know, Netanyahu is trying his best to uh, accelerate it. So you see all these bad actors doing these, you know, events in the Red Sea to try to get... The new, yeah, the United States to come to the rescue again. Um, so, you know, what do you think would it would take? You know, how how could they do another 9/11 type event to motivate the American people at this point to get involved in yet another war in the Middle East? You know, what do you think it would take? Indeed, we'll hear. I'll, I'll try to answer that, and we'll be back in just a moment. Oh, after the, after the break. What in the world is an ease-off drop-in lid? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. Ease off LLC four one seven nine three two six four one nine. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth at the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. 
Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting, Richard Carey with guests tonight, Frederick C. Blackburn. And check out Blackbird 9's broadcasts if you haven't been. The Saturday Snack Shack right here at RBN every Saturday, same time slot as my broadcast you're listening to right now starts uh, always 6 p.m. Central on Saturdays. And always a great show. And now, uh, let me try to answer this. So, yeah, we would need an incident, I'd say, on American soil, uh, certainly, you know, to have like a Pearl Harbor slash 9-11 sort of effect. If they, you know, to, if, if they were really going to try to have a war with Iran, I don't see how. I mean, if, if China and Russia does back them all the way, China being a producer of everything, are they going to still ship us all the supplies we need uh, during the whole duration of the war? Uh, China, I mean, if they do that, maybe we'll have this war. So I don't know. I find it kind of curious, but I mean, did we already have the the Super Bowl? Um, I think maybe we did, right? Uh, the sport. Because <laughs> I was going to say, Blackbird, that's what you'd need to do, you know, to yeah, get Joe you American. Yeah. <laughs> You would have to drive that stake into the heart of America's symbols. You know, that was one of the big things when uh, Dr. Robert J. Allman was gaming out. You know, for the newbies, Robert J. Allman was the game theorist who went to MIT and then went to Israel to figure out how to wage war on America, right? Anyway, he was the main guy doing the game theory of how to do 9-11, how much is it going to take. And his magic number was you have to take out the big symbols, the tech, the, uh, the trade center, uh, the World Trade Centers, and at least 3,000 people. That was the magic number is 3,000 dead. So to at this point, you know, what would it take? And you would have to do something like, you know, take out the Super Bowl, take out, you know, one of these big, you know, uh, sports ball events, right? And that would allow people to wave the bloody flag and uh, everything and, you know, once again go to war. And, uh, doing an excellent series with the rebel badman, Mr. Mike Gaddy, on his shows uh, the second Saturday of every month. And we've been doing the series on false flags. And it's just been fascinating just that the same cabal, by way of deception, you shall make war, have been doing this for forever. And it's always the same formula. But it's like, how do you do it? Blame your enemies, play the victim, and motivate people to give up blood and treasure to accomplish your end game, right? Okay, so, for, so, so first you say that you're going to have a, a 
domestic terror drill at the Super Bowl. You're yeah. right. You know, bring in FEMA a day early. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you 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 would definitely want to have something that that interrupts the game uh, completely. You know, have Hamas uh, parachute into the stadium. You know, get uh, Quentin Tarantino to direct and everything, and just yeah, yeah make it really really spectacular. You know, yes. and 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 if okay, if if we already passed the Super Bowl and they need to get with Iran before next Super Bowl. I don't know. Well, baseball is not really uh, as popular as it used to be. It's never going to be ethnic enough for them uh, these days. So basketball, you know, they have to have Hamas kidnap a bunch of prime basketball players right when the season gets going this year, Blackbird, and say, this is (laughs) Iran-backed. That would be like the the raid on Entebbe. You know, you've got all the NBA stars hostage to these, you know, Iranian terrorists and the U.S. and Israel and, of course, the British, you know, joined together to do this great raid on Entebbe to free them all. It would be fantastic, you know. So that's my answer. That's where Bibi Netanyahu's brother died, by the way. And uh, there's always that rivalry between Bibi and his dead brother who died in the raid on Entebbe. You know, his father always held it over his head. He could never live up to his dead brother. It was because yeah, that was he was such a hero for Israel by doing that. You know, they just really milked that. Uh, for the newbies, go out and you know, research the raid on Tebby and watch the movie that Hollywood made about it and just how they glorified <laughs> Yeah, and uh, folks, you know, you're not going to get any content like this anywhere else out there. Please support Republic Broadcasting. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on that donate page. You know, there are many ways you can help out. I mean, there's PayPal. You can call us at 800-724-2719, extension 3. And we have the John Stadmiller book drive uh, going right now. The last week uh, for this year, you know, the second annual John Stadmiller book drive. You should get in on that. And that book, of course, uh, the title says it all. One Nation Under Israel by Andrew Hurley. $100 or more. Say you want to be in on the book drive. And don't miss that. A book John owned himself. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term, storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. 
When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem. Pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. back folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey here with guest blackbird nine of course check out saturday snack shack that's every saturday 6 p.m central right here on rbn and again 100 dollars or more um this week you have to to get in on it still the last week of the uh, second annual John Stadmiller Book Drive, book owned by John himself. This week, One Nation Under Israel by Andrew Hurley. And uh, definitely get in on that. Uh, and I did want to mention, uh, we did just have at RBN the, a biannual uh, large bill. Uh, we have... In addition to everything every month, 
you know, they have to come up with uh, maintain everything else, you know, for the server host for the main website at republicbroadcasting.org just last week, you know, this biannual bill. So they could really use a little extra help uh, right now. And that bill was nearly $2,000. I mean, like minus a couple of dollars, like literally it was $2,000 and it's due every six months. So it takes, I mean, it leaves some now with like less than a thousand dollars. You know, for for what's coming, and of course, you know how it is every month with everything and all their accounts. You know, and that's paying the board ops, uh, the rent, the utilities, the you know, just all the other fees uh, to keep all these little things going. Uh, from all the ways you hear RBN and and what have you. So any funds are greatly appreciated to get them through uh, the next few weeks in particular. You know, and uh, you know down the line we're trying to. Eventually, you know, get more more sponsors to help, and really, uh, you guys. I mean, if you could start having like, okay, this is what I could afford per year for RBN. Break it down by month, have them set you up with this an automatic recurring payment. You know, they, that that helps so much. So the more of those, the better uh, moving forward. When you're in a better situation, to help RBN, please help help us get in a better situation. And so that being said, you know if. Uh, there's something in particular you have in mind and you're given a substantial donation and let, let them know, you know, because they have a lot of stuff, you know, T-shirts, bumper stickers, business cards. I mean, um, if they really want a, 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 a some sort of um, item that's, you know, specific, uh, you know, talk to them, you know, if they're given a nice uh, donation. You're given a nice donation. I mean, they, yeah, the RBN staff definitely wants to work, make everyone happy. So don't be shy either. And so, yeah, okay, I'm done uh, with my shameless shilling for uh, what I believe in, <laughs> RPN. But, yeah, so I don't know if they will ever get a full-on war with Iran, but maybe they'll get a lot more territory between the Nile and the Euphrates. Right, Blackbird? Right, and that's the end game. You know, when you look at you know, Theodore Herzl's model, you know, 1896 when he wrote The Jewish State, you know, they're going back to Genesis and tweaking it a little bit a la Schofield Bible and saying, okay, we, you know, we have from the Nile to the Euphrates, this is all ours and y'all are squatting and you're not paying rent and y'all all have to go. And it's interesting that even today, you know, BB Nutty Yahoo is saying, quote, in the future, the state of Israel has to control the entire area from the river to the sea. Right. So this is just that, you know, just look at the maps from 1948 and you can see that this is a genocidal invasion. This is a foreign body. They have no claim to that. And, but they're coming in and saying, we're going to take it. What are you going to do about it? And they have such a backing that, you know, the, you know, the Palestinians are like, what do we do every time we try to push back? Then they scream victimhood, and you know, for Bibi Netanyahu to basically say it, we're you know, pursuing destroying Gaza. You know, <laughs> when you say that Israel has to control the entire area from the river to the sea, that's no more Gaza. And then they want the West Bank, and then they're going to start end on Egypt all the way down to the Nile. And you know, they still 
you know, uh, pushing up towards Syria. They swear, you know, that, that Syria belongs to them and Lebanon belongs to them and it's all theirs. And anybody who disagrees with that is just a horrible anti Semite Holocaust denier that wants six gorillion chicken swingers to perish, right? And, uh, so and maybe, <laughs> and maybe you could get, fill us in, uh, uh, if there's anything that we're not aware of regarding the overall objective and who started what with Yemen. I remember back when Obama was in office, from uh, first talking about Yemen. Yeah, and yeah, that was one of the seven countries was Yemen, and you know, this model that they use is so effective. It's that infiltrate, subvert, and uh, basically take control, and then. You know, set your own government up to start these, you know, fights, right? So that they can justify going in with guns blazing, right? And so when you see Yemen doing something, you really go, was it really Yemen that did it or was it the Mossad handlers that, you know, did that and are, you know, making Yemen take credit for it? Uh, but, you know, this is, you know, all of these governments, you know, in that whole area have been so infiltrated. Uh, I always talk about the bully, ma- you know, the bully method of the five Bs, you know, bully, bribe, blackmail, banish, and bury, you know, where they just basically, it's gangland. This is, you know, an intransigent gangland, you know, organized syndicate masquerading as a religion, and they come in and see who can be bribed. And then you have operations like, you know, uh, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell and Ehud Barak, you know, that was all Unit 269, you know, doing this blackmail operation, you know, catching these politicians with underage children so that they own them from then on out, right? And so if you can't be bribed, you can be blackmailed, and if you can't be blackmailed, then we got no choice but to bury you either Literally, they will assassinate you. They, I love how Mossad just claims that they can go anywhere in the world and assassinate anybody at any time if they are a threat to Israel. Right? It, you know, what other, you know, uh, group would have such you know hutzpah to make such a claim? But you know, they you know, basically say, you know, we will take you out. We'll either disgrace you, or we will primary you in the United States. That's about you know the big thing is. Uh, you don't sign the pledge to APAC come next election, they're going to have their person running against you and kill you in the primaries. You know, that's how they operate. You know, how many really good people in the United States have, and in the UK and in France and in Canada, have been taken out because they wouldn't bow down to Jewish power? You know, and so this is how they operate. So you just see. You know, all of these, you know, Middle Eastern countries, you know, who are the real leaders and who are the puppets of Zion? So what do you think is so, going to happen in Yemen? Well, I mean, and that's why I'm thinking of domestic politics in the coming election in those terms. I mean, they have conditioned much of the, uh, you know, uh, well, radical left, you know, the uh, the far left extremists, if you will, which have become the norm pretty much for the the uh, left voting block. I mean, all these what women and minorities and gays and transgenders who think that it's going to be you know the Fourth Reich with Trump, 
and you know that he's going to do all these things that, that we're not even told Hitler allegedly did. Uh, it'll be so awful, and it'll be you know just you know just just tyranny forever. And so they have to you know stop that end of the world scenario any way possible, uh, which is what motivated them with a lot of the election fraud, of course, in 2020. But I mean, so there you know you'd think there'd be uh, what. The 2020 summer of BLM times 10, uh, first of all, if, if Trump were to win the election, if, 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 if it's one way or another that were still to happen. Um, I, I mean, so, OK, they would have then everyone on the left in the current administration and and related political positions to the Democratic uh, dominance lose their seats, you know, lose power and they'd upset a huge amount of these these proxy army uh, virtue signalers across the country and, and, you know, free reign to do whatever and destroy the country further, accelerate that. Really, it might help with the accelerationism <laughs> for the Trump term in that sense, because they still would have a lot of people local, especially blue cities that wouldn't prosecute any of it. And, you know, it wouldn't really matter that Trump's in there, just like things at the border or Hillary under his watch. But I mean, but with Jewish power, and when you think of geopolitically outside the U.S. as well and their war agenda, I mean, would Jewish power mind another Trump term, though? And maybe that's what's really important. And we're not really seeing. The, I mean, like a lot of people think different things. I heard some people thinking they're going to they would try to take out Trump if they had to. I don't even like to even you know talk about that. I certainly don't want to put it out there in anyone's heads. You know, not that I think he's a savior, but, you know, you know, yeah, that's not a good thing. But at the same time, I mean, like Scorpio thinks he's going to wind up in jail. You know, none, none of the Bidens, but Trump, um, and it's not going to be in office. But yeah, would, would it help Jewish power? Uh, but still, it, I, again, I don't see how strategically, you know, we don't manufacture everything China does, like a long-term war. Uh, if Iran has everyone backing them, we think, for that, for an Iran war. But at least for other conflicts that might not include Iranian regime change, would Jewish power prefer maybe another Trump term and allow him to win this time. Well, you know, one of the things that really shocked me that I really didn't see coming was the reaction from the far left radicals against Israel, right? Over the uh, Palestinian situation. I really did not see that that would have that much momentum. So I immediately question, you know, how organic is this pushback against Israel? Because it's the same synthetic groups, Antifa and BLM, these little you know cultural Marxists out there working for fifteen dollars an hour as a you know an acting job. I love how they you know advertise this and you know all the different like Craigslist etc. That we need actors. You know, to go out and basically it's a rental ruckus. You know, we need to go out and cause mayhem. And you just have all this video of these guys getting paid. Same thing with the election fraud. You, know, you had people out there getting paid to stuff this ballot box. You know, and it's interesting that you know Putin came out this week and basically saying that the 2020 election was stolen. Right. And that they're having to report it and they don't like having to report that. But, you know, what would happen if Trump wins? Are you immediately going to get the synthetic flash mobs 
in all the blue cities, you know, trying to get a civil war started. And you see Hollywood, you know, what is the big release coming out this year is the war, the new civil war movie, right? So you can really see that, you know, their end game is the destruction of this constitutional republic. And if we went into a civil war at the same time, you know, we're going into war with Iran and Iran's backing China and Russia and everybody else. You kind of go back to, well, was the United States always the designated loser for World War Three? Is this the long range plan that, you know, you're going to destroy the republic and finally get rid of all those white majority areas in the North America by a civil war, world war, and when the dust clears, you basically are going to have a North American Union, you know, another Soviet bloc. You know, this was what, you know, you go back to the Clinton years. What did he want to do? The NAFTA stuff, you know, the North American Union, you know, like the European Union, and it was supposed to be a Zionist, you know, economic bloc. And, um, you know, are they going to go back to that? So what do you think about that kind of, you know, long range gaming? Yeah, no, I think I think it's a, a brilliant uh, little game plan you uh, will jot out there. You know, you outline um, war game scenario. Yeah, that, I guess that's what I was looking for. And I mean, that makes you think, I mean, how early in advance was uh, the were the Rothschilds? Uh, convinced that they would ultimately be able to uh, get the U.S. on their side against Hitler. You know, you know, and that was the thing is, you know, we talk a lot about how did the American public get manipulated into fighting against Germany rather than helping Germany fight communism. You know, why weren't we out there trying to stop communism rather than going to war against Germany and Italy and Japan that were, you know, they were standing up to this Bolshevik nightmare. uh, And anybody in the United States that tried to, you know, expose it got the treatment, you know, Look at what they you know, took out Henry Ford, you know uh, Lindbergh, you know the Lindbergh baby thing, and you know Huey P. Long. Huey P. Long, he was you know primed to take out FDR's second term. Right, everybody loved Huey P. Long, man. He was a shoe in, and what happened? The hardcore Zionist, you know, uh, Carl um, Weiss assassinated him, right? And he's a hero in Israel, man. They've got statues and streets named after him because he's the guy who took out Huey P. Long. And so FDR got his term, and then we got Pearl Harbor, and we went in and, you know, defeated Nazism, you know, and propped mm-hmm. up communism. Lost yeah. Charles Lindbergh at some point as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all any anyone who could have been a, a hero for uh, the resistance, we the United States should have backed Germany uh, in that time. And now, I mean, we uh, well, if if Trump has another watch, for example, I mean, we would want to back Iran. In, in theory, you know, perhaps they are in some ways a little more, but 
then, you know, a lot of people think all these countries, China, Russia, Iran, you know, they're, they're, they're just fine with the, uh, the New World Order plans, Agenda 21, WEF, uh, the what, have, what have you. And, uh, you know, I mean, anti-white agenda, whatever, you know, this, that, you know it, it's kind of like a elite uh, club that you're not in. Uh, that it's really based on many suggests that just like Saudi Arabia that I mean Israel benefits greatly from Iran's existence and behind the scenes that you know uh, kind of kind of like you know wrestlers after the match you know um. <laughs> yeah they're all paid by the same guy you know the, the same management company owns the red team and the blue team they get their check from the same people right so I mean yeah I, I so I mean. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe it's going to play out that way. You know, uh, it's a game theory, a war game plan for the U.S. to take its great fall. You know, and yeah, that's also you know Davos is happening this week with the World Economic Forum, and you know the Bond villain Klaus Schwab's out there, and yeah, they are just all about this. Yeah, end of all nationalism, total global depopulation, and the inner circle of this Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, you know, the Zabatian, Frankist, Illuminati, you know, Zionist, communist, you know, cabal of the uber elite, you know, thinks that they're going to rule in paradise and everyone else is going to be their slaves. And this is, you know, the great model that Klaus Schwab and everybody, you know, you know, all the way back, you just keep tracing these people back and, you know, they are just moving their agenda to this, you know, one world government that you know, you're no longer in a nation, you no longer have any national identity, cultural identity. Everybody has been mongrelized down to just a generic brown, low IQ servant class, and then the supposedly high IQ elite class, the royalty, and you know this idea of a post free will society when you listen to these you know Jewish intellectuals like Hawari was it Noah Harari you know is out there talking about you know we're going to have the computers you know keeping up with how many credits you have and what your social credit score is and when you go to buy something the computer will decide whether or not you should have it because if you give people free will they will make the wrong choices so we have to remove free will from the equation and then the right choices will be made right and so this is the mindset of these people and you know, they are dug into this this is you know their new world order they want and the question is are we going to be able to stop them and you know hg wells you know talked about how many people would die fighting the new world order but they would not be successful you know so hg wells was totally <laughs> defeated that you know he thought in the 1800s that it was a lost cause then you know, so uh, as it's unfolding, are we going to be able to rally enough political capital in our nations to be able to push back on it and reclaim our heritage, or are we going to face an existential, you know, uh, event where you know, we are going to go extinct? 
Um, and this is what they want. Yeah, they talk about this. You know, the white people going extinct. We're Amalek. We have to. They have a mitzvah, three mitzvahs actually. To that we we have to be blotted out in the memory of us, blotted out and never heard of again. You know, and this is the great sleep of the white people. You know, that they write about and talk about. And so, can we rally the troops to say? These people want you dead. We need to stop this. You know, is can we do that? Yeah, no that that really is is the question. Can you convince enough people? Because that is the overall agenda. They have all the corporations, all the leaders of nations, uh, organizations, NGOs. This anti-white uh, white replacement, like anti-white slash white replacement. I mean, I, I would call it white genocide, but most people don't understand uh, the ways that can apply. Uh, and so it sounds like, uh, um, you know, hyperbole, like if you're not being literal, maybe to some, if you use that term. But, it, I mean, that is what it is. And it is happening. It's just at a rate like boil the frog, where most will not even see it coming until it's far too late, it seems. You know, and it depends on their perspective. Right, and that is the Marxist strategy. That's why I refer to them as slime mold. It's this intransigent slime mold that you can't be, you can't make a deal with it. You can't reason. They want it their way, and that's the only way. And they move in gradualism, two steps forward, one step back. You know, when there's pushback, they fall back a little bit, and they wait for the energy to die out from the opposition. They take out all the leadership of the opposition, and then they move forward again. And it has been terrifying and enlightening at the same time to watch my hometown up here in the mountains of North Kakalaki that went from a 99.9% white Christian, homogeneous, high-trust community, you, know, you talk about a success story of the you know, Constitutional Republic, this area had it. There was so much success stories in this little band of the Appalachian Mountains, despite all the odds, and to see since 9-11 how much these NGO groups and our local synagogue have moved in and just started dismantling all of that. You know, that the court, the successful businesses have all been bought out, you know, and turned into these corporate, you know, uh, like Lowe's Hardware is a good example. That started in North Wilkesboro as one hardware store. Now it is the worst DEI enforcer everywhere that you have the announcements at the hardware store in Boone, North Kakalaki being announced in Spanish now should tell you everything you need to know, you know, and that, uh, you know, the uh, majority of the elementary school classes now are not white. There have moved in so many brown families, invaders of color, that when you look at the photos of the elementary schools now, you're looking at minority white status already, Right. So this is, you know, that they are coming in and every rural town, you've got all these NGO groups that are getting paid big bucks to move these people in, sponsor them, get them all set up. There's all kinds of money for them, but the heritage Appalachian folks, there's no money for them, right? 
and uh, even things like Samaritan's Purse, which is up here. You know, you got Franklin Graham over there just loving on some Israel and supporting BB, and we got to support Israel, send money to Israel. And they are one of the worst offenders of bringing the third world into these mountain communities and convincing these churches to take these families in and sponsor them. And then they get kickbacks to the church, right? So there's just this big money laundering operation going up here. But it's all for charity and goodwill and stuff like that, right? As long as it makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy, yes. <laughs> well, stick around, please, sir. We'll have hour number two. And I want to bounce some other things off you. Well, we'll be back, folks, in just a moment. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilaji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilaji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilaji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajit literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajit has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.